Greetings, traveller, come join me, sit in the circle of the firelight. Let's be comfortable, let's make ourselves comfortable, have yourself a drink, take the load off your feet. This week's episode is a story episode episode, and I've rather flicked through a few stories because there's some longer ones that, with the cough I have at the minute, I don't feel like I could do justice. Also, next week's episode, we are going to be talking about Loki. Sorry, we don't talk about Loki, should I say. But we are. Because, hey, why not? So, it seemed very fitting that I um, used a story from the Legends of Loki section of Norse Myths and Tales, which is an epic tales book that I like to use a lot for when I'm doing this. It's got the stories already split down into chapters that help me make sense. I will apologise if there's any coughing. I'm getting over a horrendous head cold. I've had two days of headaches and bunged up nose. Today it's apparently decided that today is the day where it's going to drop onto my chest and throat and give me a very annoying dry sore, sore tickly cough. So again, if I am coughing a bit, I will apologise now. That said, the story this week is quite a nice one because it's one where Loki actually helped more than the rest of the gods. And I was looking for something that felt quite good because I know when I start doing the full section for um, Legends of Loki, they're not going to treat Loki nicely. I've already read through them. I don't agree with how they read Loki. It doesn't seem right how they read Loki. I think there's been a lot of um, Christianization going on here. But we'll talk about more of that in the full episodes instead of this one. So I give you Skirmisly, I've probably butchered that, and the Peasant's Child. Skirmisly and the Peasant's Child. A giant and a peasant were playing a game together one day. Probably a game of chess, which was a favourite winter pastime within the Northern Vikings. They, of course, had determined to play for certain stakes, and the giant, being victorious, won the peasant's only son, whom he said he would come and claim on the morrow, unless the parents could hide him so cleverly that he could not be found. Knowing that such a feat would be impossible for them to perform, the parents fervently prayed to Odin to help them, and in answer to their entreaties, the god came down to earth and changed the boy into a tiny grain reek, wheat which he hid in an ear of grain in the midst of a large field declaring that the giant would not be able to find him. The giant Skirimisli however possessed wisdom far beyond what Odin imagined and failing to find the child at home he strode off immediately to the field with his scythe and mowing the wheat he selected the particular ear where the boy was hidden. Counting over the grains of wheat, he was about to lay his hand upon the right one when Odin, hearing the child's cry of distress, snatched the kernel out of the giant's hand and restored the boy to his parents, telling them that he had done all in his power to help them. But as the giant vowed he had been cheated and would again claim the boy on the morrow unless the parents could outwit him, the unfortunate peasants now turned to Hunir for aid. The god heard them graciously and changed the boy into a fluff of down, which he hid in the breast of a swan swimming in a pond close by. Now, when a few minutes later Skirimisli came up, he guessed what had occurred, and seizing the swan, he bit off its neck and would have swallowed the down had not Honir wafted it away from his lips and out of reach, restoring the boy safe and sound to his parents, but telling them that he could not further aid them. Skirmisly warned the parents that he would make a third attempt to secure the child, 
Whereupon they applied in their despair to Loki, who carried the boy out to sea and concealed him as a tiny egg in the row of a flounder. Returning from his expedition, Loki enjoyed the giant ni- encountered the giant near the shore, and seeing that he was bent upon a fishing excursion, he insisted upon accompanying him. He felt somewhat uneasy lest the terrible giant should have seen through his device, and therefore thought it would be well for him to be on the spot in case of need. Skrimmizli baited his hook and was more or less successful in his angling, when suddenly he drew up the identical flounder in which Loki had hit concealed his little charge. Opening the fish upon his knee, the giant proceeded to minutely examine the row until he found which he, the egg which he was seeking. The plight of the boy was certainly perilous, but Loki, watching his chance, snatched the egg out of the giant's grasp and transforming it again into the child, he instructed him secretly to run home, passing through the boathouse on his way and closing the door behind him. The terrified boy did as he was told immediately. He found himself on land, and the giant, quick to observe his flight, dashed after him into the boathouse. Now Loki had cunningly placed a sharp spike in such a position that the great head of the giant ran full tilt against it, and he sank to the ground with a groan, whereupon Loki, seeing him helpless, cut off one of his legs. Imagine the gods' dismay, however, when he saw the pieces join and immediately knit knit together. But Loki was a master of guile, and recognising this as the work of magic, he cut off the other leg, promptly throwing flint and steel between the severed limb and the trunk, and thereby hindering any further sorcery. The peasants were immensely relieved to find that their enemy was slain, and ever after they considered Loki the mightiest of all the heavenly council, for he had delivered them effectively from their foe, while the other gods had lent over only temporary aid. So... As I said at the beginning, part of the reason that I chose this story is it's nice to have a story where Loki isn't the bad guy. I mean, I don't view Loki as a bad guy. I view that very much as the Christianization of the Viking myths. They tend to focus on the idea of good and evil, which, as I've said a few times, it's not something there's a lot of actual physical history. Well, I say physical history, but there's not a lot of signs that that is what they would have seen it as. They wouldn't have seen it as good or evil. They would have seen Loki not necessarily as a positive influence, but still as a required influence on the world. And as we can see there, Loki's tendency to guile, Loki's understanding of magic and sorcery and how sorcery can be used for such purposes really came into its own in terms of letting him defeat a enemy that many other of the gods had tried. Likewise, Loki is probably one of few deities who would act with impunity and pull such a stunt against a giant. The only other creature of the deities would have been Thor, but Thor would have taken a much more um much more warlike stance against it. Thor would have used his strength, whereas Loki Loki isn't the strongest. Let, let's put that out there. Loki is not the strongest deity. He's not got physical strength on his side. He's still strong, but he's not physically strong like Thor is. So, Loki basically played to his strengths. And Loki's strengths is cunning. And Loki also brought about a change for the person in that he freed them from a terrible giant. So... I haven't got a lot of thoughts on the actual story I gave, other than it was a nice story, it was relatively short, and it was pleasant 
to have a story where Loki is not being portrayed as the bad guy, TM. Um, I will apologise again for the butchering of the giant's name. Um, I did my best. I probably absolutely butchered it, so if anyone wants to let me know how you should be pronouncing it, do feel free to let me know. If you have enjoyed this episode, you do please do leave me a review on the service you found it on. And also, you can find me on Ko-fi if you want to give me any tips. And do feel free to give me any feedback. I will be opening up the community section straight after the release. But thank you again. And remember, may your journey be pleasant, may your journey be favourable. And if you ever need a rest, if you ever need a time where you can just sit and relax, we'll be here. The podcast will be here. We'll be under the last lonely oak tree of the edge of the forest in the circle of the firelight, and you are always welcome to come on by. But until next time, farewell. <laughs>